Welcome to Millionaire Moms, a space where it is okay to want more for our lives, more joy, more impact and influence, more financial and time freedom, and more time for ourselves and the ones we love the most. Today, I'm getting vulnerable, and we're going to talk about dating debacles and the moments when life tries to derail you. Most importantly, I'm going to share the tool that I use to turn any obstacle into an opportunity, any mess into a masterpiece. It's my go-to tool for transformation, and it's called, drumroll please, the ladder of inference. Grab your journals, Brilliant Beauties, and sketch a ladder with four rungs. And we're going to prepare to climb out of any obstacle you're facing and into your next opportunity. To set the stage, let me share a little bit of backstory. Last year, our wildest dreams came true. I was able to move from the city I've called home for 20 years to the country to make my daughter's wildest dreams our reality. Yet this wasn't exactly what I had planned. I was planning on moving to the country club near the barn where my daughter rides. To make a long story short, the builder destroyed the foundation. We later had the opportunity to buy my daughter's favorite horse for a third the price. And I'm a girl who loves to be smart and savvy with my spending. And then we began searching for the top equestrian communities in the United States, only to find Parker, Colorado listed in the top 10. And it's located about an hour south of downtown Denver. As our wildest dreams started to become our reality, I said, okay, God, I see you working. If you're so almighty and you want to make my wildest dreams come true, bring me my dream man. And with that, I decided to start dating. A few weeks ago, I went on the absolute best first date of my life, followed by the worst and second date. I was bothered and ruminating on all of the negative thoughts following that date, Yet, I wasn't about to let a man derail my day. So I turned to my trusted ladder of inference and in only two hours was able to get myself back on track. That is the absolute best progress I've ever made turning myself around using this tool. So I decided I can't keep this secret anymore. I'm going to walk you through my biggest overcomer secret and take you behind the scenes and into the architecture of how I've trained my mind and I'm gonna go into my heart space. Phew, I'm sweaty and I feel like I have to pee. I don't know if I really wanna talk about this on the air. However, after I share my strategy, I know that there's going to be someone who is transformed by this tool. So I'm gonna share a little bit of the personal story and then I'm gonna walk you through this process step-by-step so that you can also learn how to make your mess a masterpiece, how to become the queen of turning obstacles into your greatest opportunities. This tool has carried me through divorce, has carried me through being abandoned while I was pregnant, has more recently carried me through layoff and cancer. There is absolutely no scenario too big for this tool. So let's dive in. Grabbing that journal, the bottom rung of the ladder. So you've got two parallel lines. I sketch this, very basic. I'm a mathematician and scientist, not an artist. So I draw two parallel lines on both sides of the page and then four horizontal lines connecting them. The bottom rung is experience. So in my experience, I had an amazing first date. I experienced a depth of open-hearted connection that I haven't felt in such a long time. This gentleman cared more about my heart 
than the depths and breadths of my achievements. I felt seen for who I am as a human being and for who I love to be. Not who I feel I have to be as a breadwinner, as a provider, as a mom, as a pleaser who wants to make everyone happy. The next rung of the ladder is perspectives. So as we climb up and ascend the ladder, think of the words spectator, spectacles, and the, that is the root for to see. So we're going to look first at what do I see about this experience? And I'm going to allow myself to be raw and human because I want you to do the same and I'm here to role model the way. So here I, this is what I wrote literally in my journal. I see another man who looks good on paper, but doesn't know how to manage his life. He's succeeding in one thing yet has placed blinders on and is oblivious to the long-term consequences of his action. He quote, doesn't want to use me or quote, take advantage of me. And, quote, the thing he really misses about being married is sex. He's feeling sorry for his ex. She wants to be a family again. He doesn't want to go back. And he is an emotional mess. The next rung of the ladder, so that's where things get raw. It's not pretty when you're journaling this part of things, but it is so important to allow yourself to acknowledge the feelings that you are experiencing and just get them physically out of you. Literally, the energy we carry from the events of our lives has has been linked to the development of disease in the body. And so that is one thing I learned as a part of my cancer journey was to really monitor my energy and how that energy expresses itself. And our experiences carry energy. The next rung of the ladder is beliefs. I wasn't quite sure what my beliefs were at the moment because my mind was spiraling in thoughts. So I'm going to push pause and skip beliefs and skip that rung and climb up to the next rung of the ladder, which is thoughts. My thoughts were, why do I even try? Men are worthless and don't add value to my life. Then my thoughts shifted from men towards myself. And I started to think things like, how did I not see this coming? I should just give up on this silly dream of mine. It's not worth pursuing. Anyone relate? when things don't go our way and we start to face some obstacles and opposition, we just want to give up. And then the actions that came were really, they were aligned with the five stages of grief. So at first it was denial. I couldn't believe it was happening. I honestly cried a little bit. I felt super sad and discouraged. Then I was angry. I thought, what a jerk. If all he wanted was meaningless sex, why did he even act like he cared? Why did he lead me on? Why did he pretend like he cared about my daughter, about my business, about my family? Why did I not see it? I've met dozens of guys just like him, and I should have seen this coming. Then the next stage of the grieving process is bargaining. And in this case, I was bargaining with myself. I thought I should just give up. I should focus on what I'm good at and turn to something easier. You know why we do that? Because we love the dopamine rush that accompanies success and being good at something. And we often, when that's happening, are able to turn a blind eye to our dreams and move forward towards the next distraction or the calendar, list of to-dos, all of those things that are very comfortable for us as successful business people. 
But when we know better, we do better. So we can climb a different ladder. But first, let's go back to beliefs. So as I analyze my thoughts and actions, I have to think, what beliefs are underlying these thoughts and behaviors that I'm choosing? And that belief really was that men aren't worth my time. That was why I was willing to give up, is I thought there are better uses of my time than to end up in this situation again. I also was reminded of an amazing leader who I had the honor of working alongside for seven years who said, there's no such thing as success on top of a failed marriage, on top of a failed family. So I do carry that as a belief. And when I'm moving forward, I want to look to find a partner who is succeeding in all of the dimensions of his life. This world focuses our attention on our financial success, on material objects, and those things are funded by our careers. If you were to look at your calendar and honestly assess what percentage of your day is focused on finance or career and what percentage of your week is focused on those things, I think you'll see exactly why we get derailed and why the things that matter most in our lives get the rest of us instead of getting the best of us. And I'm on a mission to change that because I know I've lived in that turmoil, in that hamster wheel, on that merry-go-round, whatever analogy you want to use. And I was miserable inside knowing that everyone that mattered most got the rest of me, not the best of me. So let's climb a different ladder. We're going to experience is the same. So I do my journals digitally. So I literally just copy and paste that. And then now I'm going to challenge myself to practice mental agility. This is where you really have to become a fierce warrior in your mind and say, I'm going to choose to see this experience in a way that brings me joy. When I teach you how to do this, I'm going to share a few tips and tricks and tools that I used to help me get started. Now I can almost flip from a negative to a positive within seconds, if not minutes, but it will take you some time. So give yourself permission when you try this to sit stuck in this part because this is where it really is challenging and why a lot of people are unable to do this. So perspective this time is I see a man who is conflicted and enduring a difficult circumstance. This has absolutely nothing to do with me and will not derail me from the pursuit of my dreams and finding my dream man. Beliefs I believe God has always been with me. I saw that last year more than ever before and learned that even when I can't see or experience God, he is working in my life. So my belief is that I have to ask myself, what might God be teaching me in this experience? What insights am I gaining that are going to help me move towards my goal of having a soulmate, having that friend and confidant? that I can lean on, having a lover who I can enjoy life with, who I can wake to the birds in the country, who I can enjoy nature, who we can support one another in crushing it in our careers and elevating each other's levels of success beyond the dimension of career and also into our families, and someone who I can enjoy passionate intimacy with as we snuggle up together every night. So I'm forming my beliefs around possibility and that things are working for me and things are working for the good overall. 
The thoughts that come with that belief are a choice that I can make. I love the book, The Gap and the Gain, and I often find myself going to that in my head. Am I standing in the gap right now or am I standing in the gain? In the red ladder, the one we just did that's cautionary and our first negative immediate response that's designed to keep us safe as far as how we're wired neurologically is a gap-based thinking. The gap is the space between where I am now and this hurt that I'm feeling and where I want to be. The gain is the space where I see growth that I'm experiencing amidst a tough time. And when I start to look at the gain, I think about, I had the courage to go on that date. I had the courage to call God out and say, I want this amazing relationship with a partner. I had the courage to open up my heart and share some of my truths and to care deeply and listen to him, seeking to serve and support him in the struggles that he was facing. All of these things are celebrations of growth. Now suddenly I'm not sitting in sadness, I'm sitting in this place of pride and abundance and envisioning my future success. And now I'm even more committed. Now's not the time to quit, now's the time to commit. And I'm getting gritty and focused and energized through my thoughts. Then the next rung of the ladder is actions. So I'm shifting in my actions as I climb from that space of denial and anger and bargaining to acceptance, where I can start to readjust my strategy. I can bring those new strengths from this experience to my approach as I enter conversations with other prospects for dating. Let's see here. There's, I'm, I wanted to talk a little bit about this grief framework and this new stage that's being introduced to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's strategies. And this is a stage called finding meaning. It's really important to me because it is the one that carried me through my cancer journey. And it was all thanks to a beautiful woman that I met at a weekend training the day, the weekend of my diagnosis. And after sharing my story with her on day one, she brought me a prayer quilt the very next day of this two-day weekend training. And the quilt read, perhaps this is the moment for which you were created, Esther 414. And I thought to myself, how could I possibly be created for cancer? And then I know that the first thought is never the best thought. And I started spending some time with my thoughts, practicing metacognition and thinking a little more about my thinking. And I thought, you know what, if I can go through this well, I'll be role modeling for my daughter how to endure challenge because I know challenges will come her way. I'll be showing my family that I'm strong and they have nothing to worry about in alleviating that pain from their hearts. And who knows, there might be someone out in the world who needs me to endure this moment with the most strength I can muster because my strength may become her strength someday. And that shifted everything for me. And so I want you to think about as you form your green ladder, what if this challenge that you're facing is the moment you were created for? If I can turn cancer into some kind of positive story, I can guarantee you, brilliant beauty, that you can too. I also want to introduce you to a friend of mine named Dr. Tasha Yurick. 
She has a recommendation that helps foster effective introspection. And she's, she advises that we begin with asking what questions, not why questions. So here's what that means. I could have asked myself, why did this happen to me? Why are all men blankety, blankety, blank, insert whatever you'd like to believe, right? And does any of that bring you joy and feelings of excitement and ambition? No. So when we ask why, we defeat ourselves and we diminish our power. Yet when we ask what, we allow ourselves to remain more objective, to internalize things less so that they don't become part of our identity. It's like we're shielding the brilliance that we have within and not allowing the circumstances of our lives to diminish that. And in that, we become more confident to take inspired action. We start to act our way into becoming the person who will achieve the dreams we carry in our heart. So with that, Brilliant Beauties, it is take action time. I want you to push pause on this podcast, grab your journal, and as you're doing that, let's take a moment to explore an area of discomfort that you're experiencing. And we're going to release that negative energy and create space for the desires of your heart to become your reality, even if they're not your reality yet. My favorite expression that I created to teach Gigi is no is just the first two letters of the words not yet. So just because you don't have it right now doesn't mean that it's not a part of your future. I want you to sit with your feelings, even the ones that make you cry, the ones that tug at the depths of your heart. God gave you the desires of your heart. And like a loving parent, God wants to provide every single thing you need to fulfill those desires. So let's start getting out of the way of the most almighty God and start aligning ourselves with that abundance. Whether you've given up on the job of your dreams, the relationship you desire, maybe even your kids, maybe it's losing the weight, maybe it's experiencing vibrant health and energy that wakes you up with passion each day. Maybe it's taking your career or business to that next level of success that you're a little afraid of. Whatever it is, I can help you climb a ladder that's different so that you can reach a different destination than the one that you're staying stuck in right now. And I want to tell you how important it is to do this because what is common is for us to tempt ourselves to rush into the hurried hustle of life. It would have been very easy for myself to turn to my calendar, to turn to my to-do list, and to just keep grinding forward. I've done that before, and it does not lead to desirable destinations. Common behavior like that leads to common outcomes. In this world, common outcomes are described by financial stress, work-life imbalance, parenting challenge, disconnect from what matters most in our lives, mental health challenges, drug and alcohol addiction, divorce, depression, discouragement. There is nothing good associated with common behavior. So while it's important to acknowledge that that common behavioral response is a part of being human, it's equally important to challenge ourselves to behave in a way that is uncommon. You do not have to conform to the patterns of this world. You do not have to behave in ways that are common. I'm here to help you live a Romans 12:2 life. God brought that verse to me last year in a divine prayer, and I hadn't read the Bible in 18 years, so I had to Google, what does Romans 12:2 say? 
And it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I thought, that's my life verse. I always tell Gigi to draw a normal distribution curve and to say, what do you see most people doing? What do you see extraordinary people doing? The few that are hiding behind the scenes, doing what's right, achieving the extraordinary. And then who do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to live? The uncommon life where we achieve uncommon outcomes is where we experience the greatest degree of joy, where we reveal our brilliance and the strength that's within us and have the courage to lead a life that is unlike anything we've ever experienced. We don't settle for the norm and what everyone else is doing. We create our own reality. We embrace a warrior way of living to achieve the extraordinary, not just in our careers, but in every dimension of our lives especially the ones that matter most. The uncommon life begins with uncommon action. So let's grab our journals and prepare to climb. We're going to start off by being human. Our first response to the emotional or to the experiences we face is emotional and often clouded by our negativity bias. So I want you to think about that event or experience that's got you a little bothered. And we're going to commit to unpacking the ladder that we're climbing that's leading us to the actions that are not in alignment with our goals. In high-performance research, we call this congruence. To achieve our goals in both our personal and professional lives, we have to start living in congruence with our values, with our mission and purpose, and the daily systems determining the direction of our lives. So let's get honest with ourselves. First, write down the word experience. Next to that word... Describe objectively what experiences you've had. You might need to push pause and go back and listen to how I described my dating debacle to get your wheels turning. There's nothing wrong with that. The brain needs time and repetition to learn. Give yourself that permission. Don't worry so much about diving into the depths of your feelings. This isn't a therapy session, which looks backwards at what's happening and unpacks all the intricacies. As a certified high-performance coach, I'm going to keep you future-focused and challenge-oriented. And to create the future we desire, we've got to clear the space of these unfavorable events from our lives so they're not cluttering the spaces designed for our dreams. Think of it like a closet filled with outdated fashion accessories and clothes that no longer fit and flatter your body. We've got to pull all those garments out of the closet, evaluate whether they're serving us, and determine if they fit our new look, they stay, and if they don't, We donate those to goodwill and make those someone else's gift. And we create a lot of space for all of the new outfits that we might want to try on in this next chapter as we move on from one event to the next in our lives. Next, write the word perspective in your journal. We're going to be climbing two ladders. The first will be that fast, immediate response thinking, which has a tendency to be filtered through our negativity bias. It's perfectly okay for you to display every negative ruminating thought onto the page. Think of it as that purge of the closet. Let it out. The next rung is going to be the hardest for your untrained mind. So you've got the experience. You've now written down the perspective or remember That's our way of seeing. How do you see that event? We can all live through the same experience. Think about the holidays. 
We all have a holiday experience and we all go out and tell a different story about what transpired. So you have the experience and then the perspective. What did you see? The next run is the most difficult for an untrained systems thinking mind, and that's beliefs. So I'm going to have you skip that one for now and then move on to the thoughts. What are the thoughts that are ruminating? Just list them. If you've started to take action, your next step is to list some of the actions you've taken. Maybe you fired off a quick response text that wasn't very thoughtful. Maybe you sent a scathing email. Maybe you let your words slip and said some things that did not show your integrity and the best of who you are. Whatever that action might be, go ahead and write it down. Then after you've looked at your thoughts and actions, ask yourself what beliefs might be programming my operating system. The the beliefs associated with the red ladder are often beliefs that are associated with safety and security versus abundance. They're not, they're not typically abundance-filled thoughts. Now that that's out of your system, you can invite your Queen Elsa to sing, let it go. Just kidding. I cannot sing, so I will not be doing that right now. Now it's time to really go deep into what leads to transformative change. Remember that belief wrong? We're going to ascend down that ladder and take an honest look at what we believe. So remember, I was sitting with, why do I even try? Men aren't worth my time. As I dug a little deeper, I realized there was another belief lesson there that I was learned, and that is there's no success on top of a broken family. That was that golden light of wisdom that I'm going to carry forward as I meet new prospective partners. I'm going to be looking holistically at the expectations they carry for their children, the interactions they have with their family, not just who they're showing up to me as when they can put on a really good front on a date. So as you really start to dive deep into your beliefs, now it's time for us to transition from the red ladder to the green ladder. Before you do that, you might want to shake off some of that negative energy by playing your favorite song, taking a deep breath for four counts, holding for four, exhaling for four, inhaling for four. That's called box breathing, where every inhale, hold, exhale, and hold has an equal length. You might want to just get up and do a little happy dance and say, I am ready to make shift happen. For me, red as the red ladder, it symbolizes the importance of stopping to acknowledge and honor the feelings that I'm having. It also allows me to let them pass like clouds across a beautiful horizon and to acknowledge them like as if I'm in a vehicle of negative emotions and I'm driving through this tunnel of negative emotions and I know that when I work through them and I keep doing this work, I'm going to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's where we create space to write a new story, my friends. So let's climb the green ladder now. Green symbolizes go, which means step on the gas with this kind of positive thinking. It also symbolizes growth. I call the first ladder the red ladder so that I can stop, reflect, and climb, and then most importantly, let it go so that I can, when the light turns green, shift and be ready to write a better story for myself and lead myself to better destinations. 
I'm telling you, this is my game-changing secret to succeed in every dimension of life, especially the ones that matter the most. So the experience is the same. So if you're doing this digitally like me, you just copy and paste the experience. You might type the letter E and then paste it. If you're in your journal, you can either just write same, or if you feel like it, you can write down the whole thing again. And now the real challenge begins. I want you to challenge yourself to see that experience in as many ways as possible. This is called mental agility. We're wired for cognitive complexity, yet we often forget that. So I want you to embrace that cognitive complexity and say, how many ways can I see this? Who might be, need me to be in my best right now? That's what got me through cancer, right? Is knowing I'm role modeling for my daughter how to navigate challenge in this moment. That gave me meaning. So your mental agility might be associated with a who that's important in your life or a big reason why. You're going to be embracing two habits of mind utilized by the world's highest performers during this exercise, and those are maintain an open mind and think flexibly. So know that you're training your mind for extraordinary skill development. And I want you to list as many ways as you can of seeing that experience. And then once you feel you've come to a way of seeing that brings you some degree of peace, write it down in your journal. Circle it, highlight it. That's going to be what you carry forward. Now we're going to move to thoughts. So again, we're going to skip the beliefs rung because that's that transformative deep thinking. Thoughts are a little bit easier to write down because as we think about that new way of seeing, our mind starts to naturally generate thoughts. And so you can compare and contrast. Sometimes I like to look at my red ladder and reframe those thoughts, replace them with something that's not contaminated by negativity bias. And then from there, what actions would best align with those thoughts? What actions are congruent with my most awesome, amazing, brilliant self? And once you've done those two steps, now you can ascend back down the ladder and think about the beliefs that align with this new way of thinking and with these new congruent actions. Those beliefs might be, I am enough, I am strong, I am an overcomer, I turn obstacles into opportunities, I blank, insert the dream that you're aspiring to achieve. And then roll those shoulders up, roll them back, and just bask in how good that feels. Doesn't it feel good in this moment as you've written that green ladder? This is how I climb out of any hole that I stumble upon when adventuring through this journey we call life. If this episode has helped you, it may also help someone you know. I got vulnerable and real for a reason, so I want you to pause and express gratitude for the strengths and superpowers you just developed, not only in your mind through mental agility and flexible thinking, but also in the outcomes you're going to be working towards. Pay attention as you express gratitude to who's on your mind right now. And if someone's on your mind in this moment, I want you to send them a brief thinking of you message and a link to this podcast. Be sure to share these tools with others. Save this episode because one thing I know for sure, Brilliant Beauties, this isn't the last obstacle you're going to face. We can't always control the circumstances of our lives, but we can control how we respond to them by cultivating habits and systems that give us structure and methods to respond in a healthy way. 
Instead of reacting based on our emotions or physical fatigue and exhaustion, we're able to stay committed to our goals, to stay congruent in our behaviors, and to continue to build brilliance in our lives while we're role modeling the way for our children. Are you ready to claim more in your life and do it while your children are watching you role model what's possible for their lives? Keep on top of what we're doing at drj.com. That's drjea.com. I also want to extend a special invitation for you to join Warrior Women Society. Right now, that's a Facebook community that I'm going to be launching. It's a space where I'll be sharing resources and live trainings, teaching fearless seven-figure high-performance success strategies, where we succeed not only in our careers, but in our lives and in the dimensions that matter most. You can join us using the link in the podcast description and prepare to take your life and career to the next level. In the meantime, go out and shine your love and light into the world. I'll see you next week.